Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Friday, August 12th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. More than 200 Ukrainians are coming to the St. Louis region through a Biden administration program allowing them to stay temporarily in the U.S. But their sponsors don't know how to help. Well, because it's so new, no one has a template for how to do this. Even when we call the agencies, everyone's kind of scratching their heads. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Farah Anderson reports on how sponsors in St. Louis are navigating a confusing program. A massive project to install turnstiles, cameras, and fencing on the Metrolink system is officially underway. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the board overseeing the region's transit agency has approved the first contract for the project. HNTB, a Kansas City-based firm, will design and engineer the new security systems at the 39 Metrolink stations. It will take the light rail from an open system to one that requires payments before getting on the train. By state's head of security... Kevin Scott says agencies from across the United States and Canada are watching Metro. As the St. Louis Metro Transit system, as bi-state development, we can stand proud and say we are venturing into basically uncharted waters. The $7 million contract is more than $2 million above Metro's estimates. But the agency says it does not expect the projected cost of construction, $52 million, to change all that much. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. Business owners and residents in St. Louis City and County, along with St. Charles County, can apply for low-interest federal loans to help cover uninsured losses from last month's flash flooding. The Small Business Administration is offering the funding through its Economic Injury Disaster Plan, which covers losses federal grants or insurance do not cover. Sushel Kumar is a spokesperson for the SBA. If you don't have insurance, then the SBA is your source of recovery, rehabilitation, or repair. Homeowners or renters can borrow up to $40,000 for repairs to personal property. Business owners are eligible for up to $2 million. Application details are at disasterassistance.gov. Health officials are working to avoid an outbreak of monkeypox in the St. Louis region. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the St. Louis County Department of Public Health will coordinate distribution of the monkeypox vaccine in St. Louis City and County, along with Jefferson and St. Charles counties. State health officials have allocated enough vaccine doses to cover just a few thousand people in eastern Missouri. So far, there are fewer than 15 cases in the area. Monkeypox has spread disproportionately among men who have sex with men, but anyone can catch it through skin-to-skin contact or sharing clothing or bedding. Nebu Kolencheri is Director of Infectious Disease Response for St. Louis County. The number of vaccinations allotted to Missouri are quite limited. And so our vaccination strategy then is to focus on the folks that are of highest risk in order to contain this disease. Health officials urge high-risk people to visit the St. Louis County Health Department website and see if they're eligible to be vaccinated. Monkeypox can cause fever and a painful rash, but is rarely fatal. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Port Authority is considering a proposal to develop 80 acres of the St. Louis Riverfront south of the Arch Grounds. The Midwest Newsroom's Kayvon Mansouri has more. Good Development Group's $1.2 billion plan, dubbed the Gateway South Project, aims to develop the land into a multi-use, three-district area. It would include residential, entertainment, and industrial space. 
Doug Rasmussen is a consultant for Good Developments Group. He said the project will add jobs and new affordable housing downtown while increasing the city's annual tax revenue. These, these various districts, uh, sub-districts of this larger district, you know, will do lots of things in terms of driving innovation, additional jobs. If fully approved by the Port Authority, construction on the project would start in late 2022 and take roughly 10 years to complete. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Kayvon Mansori. Millions of Ukrainians have fled their homeland since Russia invaded it in February. They are seeking refuge mostly in the U.S. and Europe. The Biden administration's Uniting for Ukraine program allows people from the country to temporarily stay in the U.S., and hundreds are coming to St. Louis. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Farah Anderson reports, Ukrainians don't qualify for the benefits that other refugees receive. That has left sponsors in St. Louis scrambling to help. Volodymyr Zolotov and his wife, Zhenya Zolotova, are sitting at a large wooden desk inside a Hazelwood School District office. They're clutching manila envelopes full of Ukrainian documents. They're enrolling their four children for school. A school administrator asks for documents proving that they're the parents. The couple flips through their folders and documents and pulls out passports and immunization records. A translator explains if the kids don't have all the required vaccinations, the school will set up medical appointments. And Zolotov sighs in relief. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. According to the International Institute of St. Louis, more than 200 Ukrainians will come to St. Louis through the Uniting for Ukraine program the White House announced in April. Zolotov and his family are among them. The program requires Ukrainians to find a U.S. sponsor and only allows them to stay for up to two years. Hazelwood residents Dave and Marine Greiner volunteered to help Zolotov's family, who arrived in early July. The Greiners met Volodymyr Zolotov a couple years ago when he visited their church as a traveling pastor. The Greiners are among several volunteers at Chatham Bible Church who help the Zolotovs. Marine Greiner says they're lucky they can help someone they know. If we didn't already have this connection, we would be like many Americans going, what can I do, what can I do? The church group of almost 50 prepared a house for the family, usually used for missionaries. The volunteers all take shifts in a makeshift schedule, driving the family to run errands and teaching them English. Volodymyr Zolotov says the group made it easier for his family to adjust to their new surroundings. Probably without help of church, it would be much difficult to move here and to try to uh, start new life here in the United States. But because the Uniting for Ukraine program is so new, many sponsors say it isn't easy to navigate. Dave Greiner says government agencies and refugee advocates don't know how to help the parents apply for work permits and driver's licenses. That's because Ukrainians are on humanitarian parole and not a traditional refugee program. Well, because it's so new, no one has a template for how to do this. Even when we call the agencies, everyone's kind of scratching their heads. Melanie Nezer is senior vice president of the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, a refugee assistance program based in Washington. Nezer says because Uniting for Ukraine only lasts two years, many Ukrainians are wondering if they'll be able to stay. Whether a Ukrainian decides it's time to go home or a Ukrainian decides they need to stay here longer, they should have that agency to make that decision. But the temporary nature of humanitarian parole means it's not intended for permanent resettlement. 
Lily Parker, who long ago emigrated from Ukraine, lives in St. Louis County. Parker is sponsoring Irina Pavlova, a relative who fled her home in Odessa. Pavlova left her husband, two dogs, and her job as a hotel manager when bombs started exploding near their city. Parker usually works full-time at a bank, but had to switch to part-time to help Pavlova navigate the program. She says people who should know how to help don't. Sometimes you go to places and you receive the very mixed messages because some people don't know what they're talking about. Pavlova hasn't been able to get a work permit in the U.S. yet. Parker translates for her as she says she wants to distract herself so she won't miss her life in Ukraine. That She said, I will work anywhere. And she said it will bring peace of mind to me that I am not just sitting here in your house doing nothing and having you taking care of me. Although she wants to work, one of the confusing aspects of humanitarian parole is how to get a work permit. U.S. sponsors say they hope local agencies and offices figure out the program soon so these Ukrainians can feel productive once again. I'm Farah Anderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.